Hey now, people, this is Calvin here with the Boneyard TV Show, and you're listening to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Welcome to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Each week, I bring the world of hunting, fishing, and conservation to you. From the great hunting and fishing opportunities found in the Americas to the dream safaris located on the dark continent beyond. I'll introduce you to those who are already out in the field living every outdoor enthusiast's dream, as well as outfitters and gear manufacturers that can make those dreams your reality. Welcome to this week's episode of Outdoor Adventures with Jason. I'm very excited today because I love going north of the border here in the States and talking to the folks from Canada. I've got a great young man on the line with me here. I've got Mitchell Payment, who's going to be coming out with his first TV series, Mitchell Payment's Moment of Truth TV on the Wild Television Network out of Canada. Mitchell, how are you doing? Great. How are you doing, Jason? Oh, fantastic. Now, the one thing I want the listeners to know is, how old are you, Mitchell? I'm 18. I just turned 18 last November, so I'm still pretty young, and I'm pretty excited to be starting my own television show. And not only that, but this isn't your first little bit of time in TV. You've been in TV for how many years now? Only two. I've been with the Boneyard for two years, and they're working their way into the online realm, and me and my dad figured we'd like to keep going in the TV realm to get known. And so you're going to be on the Wild TV Network, which is, for those of you in the States listening, it's the equivalent of like the Sportsman's Channel or the Outdoor Channel, but it's broadcast in Canada. It's nationwide, and it's been, it's a great network, I find. So, you filmed all of your first season? Yeah, season one's all complete. It was a uh, cumulative of 2015 and 16 hunting season. And how many episodes will that be? We're doing six repeats and one best of episodes. So there'll be a total of seven episodes that air. Over a six-month period, is it? Yeah, right now it's six months, and we might, we still might add in a couple more months to that. When folks watch your shows, we'll talk about one particular episode of yours here in a minute, but most likely, what are they going to see you hunting on these shows? Well, primarily me and my dad, we like hunting deer, big game. So it'll be a lot of whitetail mule deer, and we'll, we also hunt moose and elk. We're just going to be trying to cover all the big game species, and we might, we'll do a bit of waterfowl and a bit of fishing. Not a lot of fishing, but we like to go fishing also, so. Now, you have a particular video, and I I didn't look at your YouTube page here. It's in excess of, what, 300,000 views, that moose? Yeah, it's done very well. I'd say with with Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram combined, it probably has over a million views by now. Wow, and for those of you that are bow hunters, this is probably one of the most epic kill shots. This moose was dead when the arrow hit it. The moose just didn't know it yet. Hunting is not always just pretty. This is a little bit of a brutal uh, view, and the moose didn't go very far. And, And Mitchell, can you set up this shot that you took for the listeners oh yeah for sure it was just a uh, right at the beginning of the season it was the beginning of september and we we're in our whitetail spot and every year we've seen moose some very nice bull moose in the area and we've never really tried to go after them we never went in their calling because we we're just focusing on whitetail and i knew eventually with us putting in the time in the tree stand eventually a moose would walk by and it just so happened that night we had a little bull that kept walking around us and he was out in front of us and my dad said big bull and i looked to my left and it was a bull that we've known for a couple years now we have video footage of him from last year and he just totally read the script he came right down beside us came popped out at 20 yards and i drilled him and they were, yeah like you said it wasn't the prettiest kill but you know it's ethical and that's what we strive for as bow hunters you want to be as ethical as you can be and that animal expires as quickly as possible he went he didn't go very far no he went about probably 60 yards and stopped yeah and a little spinorama with the blood flying and stuff it was definitely a neat experience and for for those of you listening i'm going to have a link to it in the show notes and i'll also have a link to mitchell's facebook page 
where he's got a videos section that has that on there. You got to see this. If you're a bow hunter, you'll look at this and just, you'll be in awe. It's it's an amazing shot. Like I said, it's, it leaves me speechless. It's such a good shot. Yeah, no, it's got a very good reaction. Well, it's, it's, I've, I've actually got quite a bit of hate from it. I've got a lot of even death threats. So it's, it's got around, but for the most part, all the hunters were totally, they're impressed by it for how ethical it really was. You know, I started laughing yesterday. I got a, I got a little hate message, love note from somebody and, uh, you can't take them too serious. I mean, you still have to take them and, and be aware, uh, but it just means you're doing your job as a hunter. Yeah, most of the time when someone's hating on you, they, they're kind of clueless of the situation. Without hunting, the animal populations would be totally out of control. And a lot of the money goes back to conservation. So in the end, hunting is totally just good for the animals and the habitat they live in. You're up in Alberta. You're in the Edmonton area. What a lot of Americans don't realize is the large amount of agriculture that goes on, the huge what do you have wheat and oat fields up there yeah we got all kinds of grain and barley and a lot of canola fields too which the big game animals seem to be enjoying sure so when you put bears moose deer all the birds they'll decimate a farmer's field so well nobody wants all the moose gone i got to imagine the farmers like to see them reduced a little bit here and there oh for sure the big game animals can do a lot of damage in a field and that's farmers like the animals to be controlled because they can do a lot of damage starting in august when they feed through it all until they cut until september so it's definitely nice to take a moose out of the area and the farmers usually like it when they see you got one on the ground Oh yeah, you're grow- they're growing big food plots, so those animals love it. Oh yeah, you can attract a lot of animals. And for us, we hunt a lot of agricultural on the edge of bushes, so we don't go right into the bush where they bed and spook the game. We like to sit on the edge of the field because that's their food source and let them come to us rather than going towards them. Now you've got, if folks go out to your Facebook page, that is a huge buck that you're holding there with uh, with your bow. Tell me a little bit about that. I know Yeah, it's a- well that one actually is a mule deer. It's Southern Alberta mule deer. Alberta is known for trophy game, whether it's moose, elk, whitetail, mule deer. It's just, it's a game-rich environment. And that one I actually harvested last year, and we hunted hard for that deer. We hunted, usually we can go down there within three days. We go down there for a weekend. We're able to harvest a deer, but that one we had to go down for two weeks, and we end up getting them on the last day. So it was a pretty cool experience, and definitely I learned a lot from that hunt. And he's got, it looks like a drop tine? Yeah, actually I've been very fortunate with drop tines. Starting in 2014, I shot my first drop tine buck. It was a white-tailed buck, and he ended up scoring 170, and I was super proud of him. So we put him on the wall, and ever since then I've been very lucky, and I've had some very close opportunities with other drop tine animals. You primarily are a bow hunter. Yeah. And... Tell me a little bit about the setup. You're you're using a, a newer looking compound bow, and and tell me a little bit about the arrows and the setup you like to use. Yeah, so I shoot a compound bow along with killing six arrows. They're very good arrows. I've been shooting them for four years now, and I've had great success with them, whether it's tournaments or hunting. And it's a newer bow. I've been shooting it for a couple of years now. And I've been able to harvest some very nice animals with it, and I've had, I'm very pleased with it. But, and you know what? All the bows nowadays are super high quality and well-made. It's more of the shooter, so you got to practice lots and make sure your, your skills are definitely up to tune. Yeah, they've really, uh, as they've gotten better with the machining of these parts and the cams and all that, I shoot a crossbow. I would like to try going back with some of these new lighter vertical bows, uh, but they're amazing when you go into a store to look at the selection. Oh, for 
for sure. Nowadays, the, the technology has come so far, and they crossbows are definitely fast and a little more convenient because you're already drawn back. But it just makes it that much more difficult with a vertical bow, and it's just it's definitely a rush when it, you finally harvest an animal and it all comes together. So with you up in Alberta, you've got a major bear population up there. Do you guys do much in the way you and your dad with bear hunting? You know, we're just starting to get into it a bit more. We've, we have a lake lot property just north of the city, and we like going from there. It's not the best bear country, but we've seen some great bears. If we had been with a rifle, we could have harvested a really nice bear two years ago, but we've been just trying to do a spawn stock bear hunt. But in the next couple of years, I'm looking to set out my own bait and hopefully find get in a good area and have some good selection of bears and harvest a really nice nice black bear with this tv series mitchell payments moment of truth tv we're talking a little bit before we started recording this your dad's actually primarily the cameraman on this so this makes for a neat dynamic for you guys yeah it's not like anything out there right now it's father and son team and i'm primarily doing most of the hunting until i can harvest some animals and when my dad can get out he gets out but it's just it's a blast being out there with your dad filming hunts and it's just it's great learning experience and we have a great time doing it great so you guys get out there you're chasing down mule deer and white-tailed deer for the most part in your first season is this public land private land what what's the way you get set up and what's the preferred method for for hunting up in Canada with what you do? Yeah, for us, there's not a ton of public land. There is, but usually that gets hunted quite a bit. So we like going with private land. So what we'll do is we'll just find nice property, whether it's on Google Earth or just driving around, find nice property where we see game. And we'll go approach the farmer and ask for permission and talk to him and try to grow a relationship with them. Because it's so hard to find permission with the Mount of Hunters. And we've been very fortunate to get some really good permission over the years. And we're always looking for new and better spots. But I think personally, you're as good as the spot you hunt. So the main thing is getting a good spot and getting in there and scouting and putting a lot of time in. Now, a cool thing with Alberta, and it's been years since I've been there, but it's very, very, in some areas, flat. You can really see a long distance away do you get to do a lot of predator hunting do you get to see a call them in and and enjoy it that way you know predator hunting in alberta is just like our big game it's super game rich environment and yeah like you're saying alberta's got everything they've got all the bush country mountains prairies it's quite diverse and with the prairies it's definitely second and none predator hunting when we're down deer hunting, actually, we end up harvesting a few coyotes, help the, the fawns come spring. But it's, if you went down there and started calling, I'm sure you'd have great success. It really is um, such a diverse group of animals that inhabit Alberta. As many people know, the farther north you go, the bigger animals tend to get because of dealing with the cold weather. So it's almost like that perfect storm when you get to Alberta. You've got big moose, big deer, big bison. You got it all. Uh, bighorn yeah. sheep, mountain goats. I mean, there's there's not a game species in, that's, I don't think, n- not available in Alberta. Yeah, no, Alberta is definitely an amazing place to be. I don't think I'd want to be anywhere else. And our neighbors in Saskatchewan also have some world-class hunting too. So it's just, it's a great area for big game hunting. And it's definitely a place that if you can get the opportunity to come hunt, it's definitely worth a try. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to one of these days. It looks like just a really, really cool spot like i said i've done some traveling and road trips in alberta but but never on the hunting aspect of it so are we planning out season two yet for the television show yeah, yeah season two will be just 
we we get a lot of general tags up here in Alberta. So I'll try to fill my whitetail, mule deer, moose, and elk. That's the main four I'll try to fill. And if my guys can do that also, it's great. So we'll be doing that. And then hopefully come next, because our hunting season ends at the end of November. And I know there's some hunting down in the States that you can do after that, whether it's in January and Texas or whatever. We're definitely looking into something like that where we can get out of Canada and do some hunting down there. Well, you can hunt year-round in the state of Texas. Really? Yep, because if it's an ex- if it's considered an exotic, which would be any of the African hoof stock, any of the animals brought in, those are eligible to be hunted day and night, 365 days a year. Yeah, wow, that's, that's quite the extended season. <laughs> yeah, so if you ever want to have a lot of fun, and many of my listeners that are here in Texas can attest to this, or even the folks that have come to here to hunt, is you want to have fun, you sharpen up, bring a lot of killing sticks, you come down here for hog hunting. Yeah, no, I've seen I've seen some video, and it definitely looks like a blast, and endless fun for sure. There's a lot of good areas. There's Havelina, a little farther south. Uh, there's, there's the wild hogs are everywhere. You can even, believe it or not, elk are considered an exotic species here in Texas. Uh, they come, there's some many areas out in far west Texas where the elk will come down out of the New Mexico mountains. As soon as they cross that border, they're considered an exotic. Yeah. Uh, now the problem is you got to find some land to hunt on because everything's private, but uh, there's a lot of good guys down here that uh, would be happy to talk with you and there's many good spots to be set up. So I don't think you'd have a, I don't think it would take you very long to find a spot to knock some down. And if you want to have a lot of fun, hunt hogs with dogs. Yeah, no, there's definitely, even up in Alberta, you can go bear hunting with dogs. Where they, Calvin even went bear hunting with dogs, Calvin and Jason, and they had they had success. They ended up getting a couple bears, but as he, some people are against dog hunting because they're doing all the work and you're you're kind of relaxing at the same time. But in the end, it, it took them quite a few days to end up getting bears treed and when they did it it was definitely the most ethical shot opportunity you can get so oh yeah well and with the hogs down here they don't run up a tree the dogs run in and grab them by the ears and then you run in and you'll finish them off with a knife oh yeah that's that's crazy you want to rush there you go so you've got one show in the all set editing getting it set to go out you've got a few short videos on youtube for people to watch and for those of us that are in the states in about about six months to a year or so uh you'll be able to put those episodes onto youtube so those of us down here will be able to watch what you're doing yep for sure after it airs this october we're going to be putting all our episodes on youtube for anybody to see because a lot of times some of my family don't even have wild tv because they're not real into hunting and it's great for them they can even go on there and check out the episodes and watch me and my dad in action it should be a neat setup to watch you and, and your dad get going. You guys have everything in place to get going. I hope to have you on here again at some point in the future. I want to talk with you about different sponsors. Right now, you've got a great arrow company in Killing Sticks. can only imagine Jason and Kelvin, who I had on the show just a little bit ago, are, are backing you up great. But we'll get in there. For the listeners of the show, I'm going to have links to Mitchell's Facebook and Instagram page, his YouTube page, all in the show notes. So you'll be able to go right out there and connect with him. And Mitchell, I'm assuming you like to get mail from the, you know, messages from the viewers and so forth. Oh, yeah. I love deer hunting stories. I've, I've always, re- I know some some people don't reply to all their messages, but I, I reply to every single one because I like hearing stories out there. And it's just, it's cool hearing other experiences and it's just, it's great. So we'll get to maybe see some fish 
fishing that you guys do? Because you've got massive, what, musky and walleye and all that good stuff, I think. White yeah, fish. Yeah, we don't actually, we don't have too many musky, but we have some giant pike. And me and my dad were fortunate to pull three 14-inch perch through the ice last year in about half an hour. So we have some really amazing fishing. And the walleye in the Pemna River are, well, actually the world records out of Pemna River. So it just goes to show you that we have some amazing fishing along with our big game. It's a hunters and fishers paradise. So. Yeah, it's an outdoorsman's paradise. Definitely got it all. Well, Mitchell, I loved catching up with you. I look forward to touching base in a few months, six months or so, and we'll see how the show... When, when is your show set to air? It's set to air this two, October 2007, so this fall. Okay, so it's going to come out this fall, so we'll want to touch base maybe right before you get it going. Really get the folks excited about any new videos you've got out there to show and share and, and the snippets, and I look forward to talking to you more in the future. For sure, Jason. Thanks a lot for having me. Oh, it was my pleasure. You have a wonderful afternoon. You as well. Thanks a lot, Jay. Thanks. Come early spring, it's getting green Fisher on the bed And hear those turkeys gobble It's ringing in my head The winter rides bass boat Here comes another year Yeah, we command the outdoors around here Oh, we Command the outdoors Yeah, we Command the outdoors Come summertime, we're feeling fine Fishing on the lake Flipping jigs in Carolina rigs From early morning till real late Bonfires on Creek Bank, kick back a couple beers. Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. There's doves until you know winter's on the way. Brushing blinds and deer stands. The fever starts to creep. Fill our freezers full of ducks, lots of tender deer. Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Yeah, we. Yeah, we command the outdoors. So grab your guns, shells, boys. Put on your camouflage. Cause we command the outdoors around here. We command the outdoors.